This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. If you're a business leader needing to get away from the daily grind and receive fresh vision, make sure to visit them online, www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work Friend this afternoon, this Giving Tuesday. I, you know, I don't, you know, the name, the name names Giving Tuesday. I think Giving Wednesday is more powerful. In fact, I think next year we're going to highlight Giving Wednesday. But really, don't I mess just, with a good thing. We're, 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 well, we're not messing with a good thing. We're just, <laughs> we're just trying to, you know, change the world. So let me just challenge you, our listeners, me, our host, Martha and I together, just to recognize the fact that our workplace, your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the work that you do, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus. And you, you may be their only chance. And we, in, we intro the show today with all of that because... That's why we're on the air. We're on the air because you and I have been given a unique calling. Our workplaces, as diverse as the thousands and thousands of people that will hear this show, as diverse as those workplaces are, no matter what you do, you have been given a gift from God. It's called work. And he wants to come alongside you in that workplace and allow your life to be a light to those around you. But we have to turn that light on. So many of us have grown accustomed to Turning the switch off when we walk into the office on Monday and turning it back on when we celebrate TGIF on Friday. We need to keep that light on. Our world needs Jesus. Our world needs Jesus. Now, they're not going to go to church to find Jesus. They don't even know they need Jesus. They think Jesus is just another name that's attached to several other four-letter words. They need Jesus. Jesus is the answer to all the screaming out there. Jesus is the answer to all the pain and the suffering that's out there. Jesus is the answer to the discord that is out there. But he told us there'd be trouble. He told us that there would be people that wouldn't love the message that he brought us, the unconditional love, the unconditional forgiveness message. But you and I, we may be the hope. We may be the only hope our workplaces may ever see. Martha, it has been so many years we've been on the air talking about this intersection of faith and work and so many hours and hours, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, over a thousand hours of radio as we've talked about this. Do you think it's catching on? Oh, most definitely. And I think that the biggest thing is, is that um, God is just stirring in the hearts of people all over the place. So um, what we have seen is the fact that um, what we're talking about on the radio is not unique to just the people that we uncover, but that God is stirring in the hearts of so many people. What is my purpose? Why do I work? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Is there something more? All of those kinds of questions about life, a lot of them can be answered through the lens of God created work on purpose for me to be a light in that work and to do it with excellence and to use the gifts and talents that I've been given and um, so many things. So it's just been amazing how we have seen um, that people respond because of the fact that they get it, that they say, you know, I see my purpose. I was thinking about the show we just did yesterday with Dave Kale and his book, um, The 
the good book on business. Right. And, um, you know, that's a play on words because the good book is the Bible and he wrote a good book on business. And so, um, one of, you know, we learn from scripture so much that correlates with our work that we've been missing that we just haven't necessarily seen um, and until we're looking through through that lens. So I'm very excited that we've been able to share that message and just look at it from different vantage points and learn ourselves, Jim, what what how important our work is. Hey, you know, listeners, we uh, we just first of all, we appreciate you guys so much. And we've had so much fun being on the air with you. And we wanted to just we, just remind you, we love to hear from you. We'd love to get comments from you. We love to be able to get feedback from you and suggestions from you. We've got on our website, uh, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. On that website, there's a contact us, and we love to hear from you and, and leave us suggestions. Also, our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. That's where you call in to win stuff when we're giving it away. But it's also the place where you can leave us a verbal message if you don't feel like typing. I got a message from Ralph a couple of days ago. I loved this message because Ralph had some good feedback for me. And I want to share that with our audience today because I think this is something we probably all, many people are asking. Ralph wrote, I found your podcast a couple of months ago and I've been eating up all the episodes. That's really nice because, you know, words of affirmation are really important to me. All right. Thank you for your ministry. There seems to be, however, a lot of, I added the however, there seems to be a lot of support for C-level individuals and executives. Can you point me to an episode or other resources for those who do not hold those positions? I'm a first-generation believer and can use all the help I can get on how to live out my faith in my work. I'm I'm in a client-facing position and would love to hear more practical ways on how believers live out their faith with external clients. So I sent Ralph an email back, and I loved his feedback because... That it has been a comment in my own mind. I've been thinking, Martha, in 2019, we need to get, we need to dig deeper into the middle of organizations to get more. How are people doing it that aren't running the place? Yes. Uh, and so I love this. So what I told Ralph is to check out workmatters.org, workmatters.org, a phenomenal organization for anybody at any level in organizational chart. Also, Oz Hillman's daily devotional, todaygodisfirst.org. And then I told him, uh, because he said he was in a customer-facing position, I told him about a couple of podcasts, or broadcasts, excuse me, podcasts of broadcasts that we did out there with a guy named Ron Johnson from Michigan, who wrote the book, Customer Service and the Imitation of Christ. I loved that uh, book, and I wanted to make sure that people knew about it. So I, that's what I told Ralph about. But if you've got suggestions like that for us, Martha and I would love to, and I'm dominating the microphone, I'm sorry, baby. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you know people that are not at the top of the organization, but are really a light in their organization, we want to hear about those people. We want to hear from you. Let us know. Send us an email on the Contact Us page on iworkforhim.com or call the listener line at 866-713-9675. Yeah, so one of the things, you know, I was thinking about that when you shared that email with me was the fact that um, naturally what happens is that leaders tend to be more vocal you know, so what we're getting are the, the people that are, are using this idea of their work as a, um, a, pl- a platform for their faith. Um, they're, as If they're a leader, they're speaking out more. And so um, we have noticed that, but that's also who we've been getting on the show. 
And so we're, we are so thankful um, and we want to make sure that we're talking to all everybody. And that's why we always say workplace, because we believe students, their workplace is school. We believe that um, stay-at-home moms, their workplace is the home. And we've interviewed some moms. Yes. So. Keep going. Oh, well, it's really hard because I keep <laughs> thinking you're going <laughs> to. Anyway, so I just, um, I we just do understand that um, all of us have a different perspective on our work. Sometimes Some of us work alone, and how do we even ta- have that conversation? So we will uh, be more intentional about trying to address those different areas throughout our interviews and help you to better know how to apply it in your own workplace. And those of you that are listening today, we just would love for you to to just pass on the word that this show is on every day and but you guys can stream it no matter where you are every day on our website iworkforhim.com that's iwork the number four him.com multiple times a day if you see the blinking red button that says on air on our website we're streaming somewhere and the next day it gets podcasted but it is always great for you to listen right off our website well and the reason that that's important is not everybody's in their car at exactly the same time every day now, if you're a mom going to car line, I get a lot of those responses from people that are like, I listen in the car line and t- you know, my kids are getting to listen to I work for him as well. So hopefully that next generation, it'll they'll just be picking up some great information while they're still young and impressionable. But um, we realize not everybody's in the car every day. So pick it up when you can't online. All right. We would love for, for you to join us. And join the I Work For Him Nation. You know, we pray, we play a commercial every day, but we would love for you to join the I Work For Him Nation, to join alongside of us, to be a change agent in your workplace. Commit to praying for those people that you work alongside each and every day. Look for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires. Look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace so that you can develop a relationship where you can share what Jesus has done in your life. Look for ways to pray with people when you notice they're having a rough day, but all along being a person of excellence. That's what it means to join the I Work For Him Nation. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Giving Tuesday. That's right, Jim. So as most people probably know, and you were alluding to it earlier, you're like, I alluded? Well, well, no, you were pretty direct about it, actually. <laughs> you said, why isn't it Giving Wednesday or whatever? Well, it goes every day every should be day. a giving day. You, oh, you are very right. But here's one of the things that we know, and that is that a lot of people um, have not grown up in an environment of generosity, and a lot of people are only looking for their um, tax write-off. So this is that time of year where people they they don't they don't really know all of the concepts of generosity. They just know that I need to look at my books and see if I need to make a donation. So that's what somebody created to no, that's not why they created Giving Tuesday. But you know, we we have Thanksgiving, then we have Black Friday, then we have Small Business Saturday, then we have Cyber Monday. We skip Sunday. We, we have should Valentine's make up a church Day, thing. Mother's Day, no. and Father's Day, all made up holidays. No, then we no? have Cyber Monday. Who cares if it's made up? Okay. Cyber Monday, and then Giving Tuesday. And that is what today is. All right. This is my opening monologue that I put off till this segment because I wanted to make sure that we just really had a chance to just give you some other ideas. And you, have, you never get to hear Martha and I just like freewheeling on the air, which is what that first segment was. Generosity, it's a gift. It's a gift that flows through the heart of every human being, but's unleashed by the power of Jesus in our lives. A generous life is a life lived in freedom, complete freedom, freedom from the entanglements of stuff. Some may call it other things, but I'll just call it stuff today. Freedom from the collection of worthless possessions that crowd out the peace of our lives. 
Jesus demonstrated generosity in everything he did. What about you? Does generosity flow from your heart, from my heart? Does your stuff in your bank account have a hold on your mind and on your heart? Is your 10% tithe more like 1% or 2%? Is your giving stifled by too many credit cards and car payments? Is your freedom to give forfeited by a slavery to your lifestyle? Today is Giving Tuesday. Many of you don't know this, or if you know this, you're not sure what to do with this. Today, we're going to be stretched. We're going to stretch you. We're going to stretch us, because we all need to be stretched by this conversation about generosity. And it's not just generosity to I Work For Him. Sure, we would love for you to help I Work For Him expand, but that's what this is about. This conversation is about generosity, because as Christ followers, we should be the most generous people in the nation, in the world. Our lives should not be encumbered by garbage, by stuff that fills up our garage. We live in Florida. For those of you listening to the show today, and you're not from Florida, we live in Florida. In Florida, people have two-car garages that they don't put cars in because they have so much stuff, they got it in their garage. And when their garage is full, they go put it in a storage unit. And when they put it in a storage unit, then they have monthly storage unit payments too. And all of this stuff never gets used but it all is an encumbrance on their mind. Christ followers, listen to the show. I work for him. Listeners, get rid of that stuff. Be generous. Give it away while it's still worthwhile to somebody else. Don't let anything have a hold on your heart. You know, and I, oh, that is a really good word. You know, when, when a thing has a hold on our heart, um, that, that can be a dangerous place to be. So that's really a great conversation to be having because of the fact that a lot of times um, stuff keeps us from the very things we want to be doing. For instance, for instance, if you have a really big house and you have to spend your Saturdays cleaning that really big house and you wish that you could be going and looking at Christmas lights in the the local gardens that have been decorated, but you don't have time because you're so busy cleaning your five bathrooms or whatever it is, you know. I mean, just think about Honey, the perspective. What? Most people who have five bedroom, five bathroom houses have a cleaning lady. Well, but if, okay. But they're having to spend money on that. This was my little analogy, Jim. I'm just trying to make a point here that, that but that's where, that's where that if something has a hold on your heart that's keeping you from um, maybe just some pleasures in life that are that don't cost anything. Well, and those are the most valuable pleasures that we have. Most definitely. All right. So, so take me to look at the garden lights, okay? I will. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking of garden lights, did you guys catch the Facebook video of the house whose lights were set to techno music? It was unbelievable. I shared it on my line. Michael, you should check that out. Yeah, I, I think I, somebody said a post like those poor neighbors or oh, something. Oh, yeah, like I said that. that. So the poor, think of the neighbors. This house's lights were all set to techno music. Which is pretty cool. It was very, very cool. All right, so generosity. Giving Tuesday. What's this all about? Well, here's the deal. Most of us accumulate our stuff and we keep it for us. But God never intended that to be. He has given some people the ability to accumulate to, to be blessed with more than others. But everybody, whether it was the poor widow who gave a half of a penny and God said she was, Jesus said she was the most generous person at the temple giving an offering to people that are given millions and billions of dollars to be a steward of, all of us are called to be generous. All of us are called to give of ourselves, even if it hurts. Why is that? 
Because people who understand that generosity really comes from the heart, when you start to realize that there's nothing sacred. So if you have, let's just say you some you find somebody that needs, ah, I'm trying to, they need a car and you've got a car and you've got an extra car and you like it because it's your weekend driver, but somebody else really needs a car. Give them your stupid car. You don't need, how many of us need to have an extra car sitting around? I mean, it'd be nice. I mean, it's it'd be nice, certainly, if it's a fast car, but you can't, if you're living in Florida, again, too dangerous. <laughs> you can't ever drive a car fast here anyway, and people try to run you off the road all the time anyway. All right, yeah, traffic alert, by the way. It's cold up north, and the roads are filling up down here. Welcome to all of you northerners Listen to us that are now down here in Florida. We love you. Thank you for helping pay our taxes. And, you know, there are lots of great organizations here you can plug into and be generous to right here in the Tampa Bay region, Lakeland, and all over Jacksonville and the First Coast. Oh, you just made a really good point. I did? Yes. The fact that when First one this come... month. No. That's what she said. I did not say that. That might be what you heard because you, you generosity. know. Generosity. Anyway, That's right. generosity. So I was just thinking about that. A lot of people, when they come for the winter, they don't necessarily know how to spend their time. And so without the winter flying by and then you saying, what did I do with all my time when I came to visit in Florida is to I um, golfed all make winter. an intentional point to get involved in a ministry or to get involved in some kind of a um, a need organization. If anybody can hear that, Jim's pouring his Mountain Dew. I'm not sure. No, why. my Mountain Dew is gone. Oh, he's and I'm pouring, pouring water, water in my Mountain Dew. He's drinking water. You know, I, when you made a noise pouring your water, <laughs> drinking your, I didn't make a comment. But you could have. I could have. So anyway. Get involved. Don't let your winters fly by and then you say, what did I do of importance this winter? Because there's so many of you out there who are retired, quote unquote, but yet it's not biblical to be retired. There is so much incredible wisdom that you've been given. Those of you that are 50 plus out there who are quote unquote retired and you're walking the beaches collecting seashells and you're playing golf or whatever it is that you're doing. Just know that the wisdom that you've been given is desperately needed by the upcoming generations. Please find a place here in Florida, wherever you are listening to the show, all over the country, because we have people listening in every state and around the world. Right. If you are somebody of wisdom, what was it, chronologically superior to somebody else, <laughs> further along in your spiritual walk, a step ahead in your spiritual walk than somebody else, please invest your life in other people. And while you're down here all winter long, there are tons of people who could use to hear your heart. Don't sequester yourself in with other people just like you. Break out. Get into a small group of young people. Oh, that would be a good one. Right, and remember, not everybody is in Florida during the winter. But no, it, feels, Arizona. it might feel like no, that's they right. are, but they're all over the country. And some people actually stay put in the cold. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? And so wherever I'll you are, for take advantage of um, the time that God has given you to invest in other people. And we appreciate that because the next generations um, appreciate it as well. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, but not here in Florida because I know most of you Floridians would flip out if we had snow on Christmas. <laughs> all right. But generosity. This is a lifestyle. And I will tell you, as I said in my opening monologue that I did in the second segment, generosity brings freedom. You know, all of you know somebody who has everything they want and they are burdened by it. All of you know people who are have significant wealth, more wealth than you, even though all almost all of you listen to the show are in the top 1% to 5% of the world's wealthiest people. All of you know somebody that's got more stuff than you. 
But are they happy? Does all that stuff bring happiness? No, generosity. But And that's the other really cool thing. You know, we talked about the National Christian Foundation many times. There are all kinds of incredible organizations out there that today on Giving Tuesday are asking for your cash. We would like your boats, your cars, and your real estate, and we can help them through the National Christian Foundation liquidate them and put them into incredible use to spread the message of I work for him across the country. So maybe you're looking for a great tax write-off. We can help you with that. We would love that. And there was a lot of great organizations, but by setting up a National Christian Foundation giving fund, you can make the donation today and spread out that wealth to ministries across the country after the first of the year. But they don't have to set up a fund. They don't, if they, but unless they need to liquidate something significant that would take Got a while it. to get rid of. Okay. All right, but generosity. Let it fuel who you are as a human being. Each and every day, you and I have opportunities to be generous to others. How did it come out of you so far this day? It, it should be a driving force behind what you do. Look for ways to share what God has given you to share. Don't clog up the pipeline. God wants to give you more to give to others. You listen to I Work For Him on this Giving Tuesday as Martha and I invite you to join I Work For Him as we raise some money so we can grow the mission of I Work For Him this next year in 2019. That's right. So one of the things, if you um, are on our mail, email list, you may have already received an email about Giving Tuesday today, but for the rest you of the... You may have received 50,000 other emails to them. We're sorry. No, not just from us. Not, we only sent one. We only sent one today. We sent a few letting people know it was coming. And of course, there are a lot of ministries out there that their job is to help people do this well. So there's been a lot of ministries you really taking advantage of Giving Tuesday in a good way. Um, because even though the world has decided that this is a day to be generous... Um, it is a great way to set up the Advent season for families to to really get the focus off of the commercialism and the buying. And maybe you even got all your shopping done by going on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that stuff. And now you can just focus on what God really wants you to focus on for the rest of the season. I love Advent and what were, what did I say that you're... <laughs> <laughs> we got all of our shopping done yeah, by Black Friday. And Cyber Mo- Michael, you got all your shopping done on... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michael says no. Okay. All right. So let's talk about how they can get along. They can come alongside us. We've got a couple of different opportunities. On Facebook, we're raising some money today. The Facebook says they'll match, which is fantastic. We love that. So go to I Work For Him on Facebook. There's yeah, also so a PayPal for- account. Same thing, too. Just search for I Work For Him on PayPal. They're, they're doubling it, too. So I called the fundraiser Martha and Jim's fundraiser for I Work For Him Ministries. So if you're searching for it, I think if you put in Martha and Jim's, or if you go to our Facebook page, you can be able. you should be able to find it. But that's where it's at. And um, people can donate there, and we just pray that it really does get doubled. But always on iWorkForHim.com, there's a donate button that you can click on. And it gives you a couple of opportunities. We're looking for 367 giving units, so families or individuals that are willing to commit $100 a month for the next three years to help sustain and grow iWorkForHim into a couple thousand different media markets across the country. And we're not talking about buying our way into radio across the country. We're talking about spreading the message of I work for him so that we can have hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of people that when they wake up in the morning, they could say, I work for him. That's right. That's what we're trying to do. But also on our website, we're trying to raise 150 grand in order to help expand our the, the message of I work for him across the country this next year. 
on using some really strategic marketing and social media stuff. And we just need your help to get that going and, and help us sustain and to grow. So we'd love it if you could if you could find it in your heart to be generous, to give us a generous gift uh, for this year. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the Donate Now button. Yeah, those are great ways to um, get connected with us and become a part, be in a partner with us, because that's really what it's all about. Not just financially, but also in the mindset and in what you're living out every day. All right. We have a special little guest for you guys today. Many times on the show, we have brought on the very famous children's author, Dr. Mary Mann Simon. She started, I don't, I don't remember how we got started with a friendship with her, but Martha in her old bookstore days, Christian bookstore days, got to be friends with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. And she, Mary Mann Simon is a gifted children's book writer. And she happened to mention to us by sending one in the mail to us, hey, I've written a new Christmas book. Would you like your audience to hear about it? And we said, absolutely, Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. It is great to be with you guys again. Well, we just love having you. That's exactly right. And I will tell you, when um, your book came in the mail, or I guess it was FedEx to us from the... UPS. No, it was UPS. Oh, it was UPS. So we get the right company. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yes, because UPS delivers to our door. FedEx delivered to our neighbors. That's right. They get confused. But anyway, we happened to be standing out in the driveway when this particular book arrived, and we opened it to see what it was. And our the driver said, oh, it's a children's book. He goes, I would love that for my child. So we are so excited to share your new book with our listeners, and then this copy is going to go to our UPS driver. Hopefully he'll deliver again. <laughs> we'll be able to catch him. No. Well, being generous, that is what today's all about. Amen. And what a great way that you modeled that. <laughs> yes, if we can track him down. So, Dr. Mary Mann Simon, as you have settled in Florida, we're so grateful to have you as a member of our great state, you and part of the 21 million people that live here. <laughs> Uh, how how does it feel your first full winter here in Florida as you look at the temperatures up north and you're looking at loving it in Fort Myers? I love winter in Florida. <laughs> this is just, talk about being in God's country. I just feel so blessed for Hank and me to be all settled in um, here in Fort Myers. And it's such a, we've met the best people. I had no idea, you guys, that we had such great people in this world. Everybody's moved from someplace, mm-hmm. and so everybody's been through the moving process, and it's just wonderful. We feel very, very blessed. This was a wonderful Thanksgiving for us. Mm, very, very cool. Mary, you've got a new book out called The Christmas, is it, Martha's, My Christmas Story Tree. Where did the idea come up for it? It really was what we did with our children. And so many times at the holidays, we look for traditions that kids can grow up with, that they can do year after year, and not just traditions that by the time they're six or seven, they say, oh, I've done that before, we don't need to do that. But when you have a tradition that really tells the Christmas story, that's something that will never grow old. Kids will never age out of putting ornaments on the tree and telling the Christmas story as they do it. Awesome. Well, Mary, would you be willing to read your new book for our audience today? I'd love to read my Christmas story tree. I'm going to make a story tree with decorations bright 
to tell what happened long ago on that first Christmas night. I'll start out with a tall fir tree that's green throughout the year, through winter cold and summer heat, a sign of life and cheer. God's love is like this evergreen. The leaves don't go away. God doesn't change. He stays with us and loves us every day. An angel said to Mary, I have come to bring you joy. The Son of God will soon be born. You'll have a baby boy. That's why I'll hang an angel up so high on this there tree. The angel starts the story that began so quietly. The baby did not have a crib or pillow for his head. Instead, he had a manger filled with straw to make a bed. This little ornament I made reminds me it is true that Jesus came to earth a child. He was like me and you. Outside of town, some shepherds watched their sheep throughout the night until an angel choir appeared, a bright and dazzling sight. They carried sticks curved like this cane I have of red and white. This candy cane reminds me that the shepherds came that night. A star appeared up in the sky soon after Jesus' birth. The star showed people that the king had come to live on earth. That's why I'll add a yellow star to shine upon my tree, just like the star of Bethlehem, for everyone to see. The wise men, guided by the star, brought treasures to behold. They knelt before the newborn king with frankincense and gold. I polished up this ornament to make it shine so bright, reminding me of gifts so rare the wise men brought that night. The gentle glow of twinkling lights makes me feel warm and snug. It's just like God is giving me a tender, loving hug. So every time I see the lights that shine throughout the night, I am reminded that the babe was born to be God's light. The tree is done, the story's not, for this is just the start of how God brings his own dear son into a person's heart. So celebrate the story that you see upon my tree, a story sent from God above for all the world to see. Dr. Mary Mann Simon reading her very first time on the radio, My Christmas Story Tree, her latest release this year for Christmas. Dr. Mary Mann Simon, where can people get a copy of this book for Christmas this year? Certainly going to your local Christian bookstore or any store online. Um, hopefully everybody has my Christmas story tree because it tells the real meaning of Christmas and gives you a great tradition to do in your family every year. My Christmas story tree by Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Thank you so much for calling in today. Merry Christmas. Mary, thank you so much for being part of I Work Ram so often. We sure do love having you on. Oh, Jim and Martha, you're a blessing to so many. Thank you. All right, take it easy. All right, you can check out Dr. Mary Mann Simon online, marymanns, M-A-N-Z, simon.com, marymannssimon.com. You know, I just want to add to that. It is a, um, a board book, 
So it is not easily destroyed and it is shaped like a tree with a little star in the top and it's got gold glitter. So it's pretty adorable. They look on Facebook today. We'll take a picture and use that for. Uh, I took a picture of Martha while I was getting red. So it's, it's fantastic. Okay. Yes. All right. We're talking generosity today. And of course, when you look at Christmas, the whole story of generosity comes out because without Jesus's generosity, his willingness to give up everything, including his godly power in order to come and reduce himself to the form of a human, not just a human adult, but a human baby in a diaper, without diapers, we didn't have diapers back then. When you realize what everything that Jesus gave up in order to come and live a life and pay the price for our sins and set an example for us and then raise from the dead, you talk about generosity. That's what Giving Tuesday is all about. We've been given everything We just need to give a little bit back. And the more you give, the more free you'll feel. The more free you feel, the more free you'll feel to give more. And it will drive you crazy if you don't. The more you hoard for yourself, the more emburdened you will find Mm. yourself. It'll just, it's just so, it's totally an oxymoron. The world will tell you, accumulate everything. But I will tell you that the scriptures are true. The more you give, the more freedom you will experience. You know, one of our favorite um, sayings that somebody said years ago was you give to get to give. You know, so it's a great we, B&I statement. It is it. Excellent. So people can understand it in the realm of business, but also in our personal lives through generosity. Always put uh, love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Today. I work for him. It's just one of those ministries that's a neighbor out there. There's so many you could support. Check them out online, but check us out online. Iworkforhim.com. Click on the donate button. We'd love to have your support. You're listening to I Work For Him. Happy Giving Tuesday. It's like Thanksgiving on steroids. It's way better than Black Friday. Super much better than Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday really should define your life. And it's not the Giving Tuesday part. It's like another Hallmark holiday. It's the point behind it all. It's the generosity. And we're not here to tell you that the only ministry you should give to is I work for him. We're not saying that. There are phenomenal, there are millions of phenomenal, Christ-centered, selfless ministries out there across the globe If the Lord has laid one on your heart that you're passionate about, we encourage you to give. If I work for him is something that's impacted your life, the guests that we've had on here, help us to continue that. Be part of our Be the Gift Giving Tuesday. You know what I love about Giving Tuesday is just this whole concept that makes people start to think, well, where should I give? What what should I give? How should I give? You know, those questions, because so much of our life is spent on consumerism and what should I buy and where should I buy it and what price should I get? And it just changes that outlook to a moment of um, even if it's just for one day for some people to say, you know what, I'm going to give today and make a difference in that way. One of the th- articles that I read about Giving Tuesday was talking about the fact that no matter even if we all give to different organizations like what you were saying, Jim, we're, we as a country and actually internationally, too, because if you look at Facebook Like I saw stuff that was in pounds and, you know, like different currencies besides the U.S. dollar. But um, is that we all are unified on one thing today, and that is giving. How cool is that? Well, and it's it's very cool. Very cool. It's sad that it's just one day a year. But it's not necessarily. It's just a focus of one day. And so 
And and that's one of the things yeah, that the article glass also, half empty. I'm well, sorry. but that's the other thing the article really um, talked about was the fact that um, if it can turn our focus away from the buying and the gathering to the giving, um, that it can change our heart. It's good for the soul. Well, let me just read some of my opening monologue again, because I really, this is, I mean, I, this is from my heart. Generosity. It's a gift. It's a gift that flows through the heart of every human being, but is unleashed by the power of Jesus in our lives. A generous life is a life lived in freedom, freedom. You just picture, you know, uh, um, Mel Gibson screaming with his blue face, freedom. (laughs) I mean, it's just like that freedom. The generous life is a life lived in freedom, freedom from the entanglements of stuff, freedom from the collection of worthless possessions that crowd the peace out of our lives. Jesus demonstrated generosity in everything he did. What about you? Does generosity flow from your heart? Does your stuff in your bank account have a hold on your mind? Is your 10% giving more like 1% or 2%? Is your giving stifled by too many credit cards and car payments and and boat payments and whatever else? How about a storage locker payment? (laughs) Is your freedom to give forfeited by your slavery to your lifestyle? Because in Christ, our, as it says in Acts chapter 2, they were all in one accord, and they weren't talking about a Honda. They Anybody who had something, if there was a need, that need was met by the church. It Right now, sitting here listening to us, you are surrounded by needy people, people that need jobs, people that need food, people that need car repairs so that they can get a job. You're surrounded by people that need a place to stay, a place to live. What are we doing about this? This is your opportunity to say, I want, I've been given more than I need. I want to reduce my lifestyle and live generously. Well, you know, if people go to our website or our Facebook and they, or they got our email that says, be the gift is our theme. Um, that's really what I was boiling it down to Jim was, um, God just kind of said to me, be the gift. And it's not just a financial gift, but think about when you are tired and you maybe don't have the energy to have a deep conversation with somebody, but they really need a listening ear. Giving them the gift of your time could be the most valuable thing you have to offer in that moment. And if and in the context of what we talk about on I Work For Him, that might mean um, staying after work a few minutes and, and sitting by somebody's desk and saying, what's going on in your life? And how can I walk alongside you through this? So that was my whole thought with the generosity is that um, it's not always about the pocketbook. Sometimes we are very stingy with our time, with our energy, with the love. We hold back love because we love can be very messy. And so those are some of the things that we need to think about in, in our life and how we can um, give those as a gift. You know, one of the things that Martha and I decided as newlyweds many, many, many moons ago, 32 and a half years ago almost, was that, sorry, mom and dad, sorry, Martha's mom and dad, Teddy Lane, um, we, we're going to throw you under the bus here, so just get Uh-oh. an alert. Uh-oh, which thing we, did we talk about? <laughs> we decided that we didn't want to be gatherers. Hmm. Uh, both of our parents suffered from the box syndrome, where they had accumulated significantly over their many, many moons of marriage. And at that point in time, when we were getting married, they'd both been married about 30 years. And we just said, you know what? We don't want our kids to have to sift through our old stuff when we get old. 
So here's the deal. Let's make a commitment and a covenant to each other that says, if we don't use it in a year, we're going to give it away so that somebody can use our cast off stuff before it's useless. So whether that's clothing or whether that's an appliance or whether that whatever it may be, if it's not getting used, give it away. And it just, it, it, it really emboldened our generosity. And we don't have garage sales. That's the other thing. We did some garage sales when we were younger. <laughs> They're way more work. It's way easier just to give stuff away. But we just decided we didn't want to accumulate stuff and then it'd be useless to people later on. That's the point. Many of you have stuff that you can put into action for ministry today. You can either give it to a local thrift store and let them sell it and turn it into ministry money. Maybe you've got some assets that you need liquidated. Maybe it's an old stamp collection. Maybe it's, it's just something sitting around. Maybe you have a... Uh, a, uh, a beanie baby collection. You know, those are even can be turned into money. <laughs> Whatever you have, maybe it's a, a, a Holly Hobby collection. You don't know. Uh, Matchbox collection. You could donate that to iWorkForHim.com. What we're trying to talk about is the fact that it does, you may have stuff that is taking all your time, but we can turn it into an, a liquid asset that gets working for the kingdom and helping encourage all those people around us each and every day to meet Jesus. Yeah, so really, I think one of the big things that really is a takeaway for me is just looking at, you know, am I, do I have a generous heart? Is there anything I'm holding on to? And again, we're not just talking about physical things. No, we're, not we're not just talking about stuff that takes up space. But um, what am I holding on to and not being generous with? Whether it is um, making a meal for somebody, whether it's spending time, um, you know, we even, Jim, we, did the love languages as a couple and learned that, you know, quality time is a really important thing for you. And so by me sitting on the couch next to you, I purposefully am not being stingy with my time in that way and sitting there with you when I think, oh, I could be, you know, doing the laundry or whatever. And I know, you know, that most people would like that excuse. But the fact is that, um, you know, making a decision to not be stingy with the things that we have that we hold on to in our life. So again, you know, this is Giving Tuesday, and we love the opportunity to help the world to see through the eyes of Jesus Christ about generosity and the generosity that's been given to us. But it is our desire for more people to hear this message. And so we do have a couple of goals for our year end, and one of them is to have $150,000 raised to help us launch into the next year and make some really significant strides for more people to hear this message that their work matters and that they um, have a mission field right there in front of them for them to be um, living out every no day. No matter what they do. Exactly. So we would love for you to come alongside our work for him. It's it's Giving Tuesday. You know, it's it's we wanted to talk more about generosity than about giving to I work for him. Yep. But the ministry of I work for him lifts up ministries hundreds and over the last five and a half years has lifted up almost a thousand different ministries across the country. We're just trying to give them a mouthpiece, trying to help somebody else to know about them. So help us to do that more effectively. Go to iWorkForHim.com, click on the donate button and choose whether you want to come alongside of us as a monthly partner or making a generous one-time gift here at the end of the year. We would love to have you join us. There's somebody out there listening right now that you've been waiting for a ministry that would touch the lives of people in their workplace. And we're there to, for you to invest in because we're lifting up all the ministries that will disciple people in their workplace. Please come alongside us. That would be phenomenal. 
you know, we all know what it feels like to feel like we're all alone. And a lot of times we hear from listeners who say, you know, one of the biggest things I get out of the radio show is realizing I'm not the only Christian in the Mm, workplace. That's for sure. And so knowing that um, we can encourage each other in that way and that we can be an example for each other and have impact in our workplace is really what it's all about. And so we hope that that's what the listeners are getting. And we're just so thankful that we can be used in that way as a mouthpiece. One of the things I'll challenge every one of you, because Martha and I had to learn this as well within our marriage, the more you give, the less you realize you can live on. And when you realize the gift of giving, you will find that 100 minus 10 still equals 100, because God has shown us that in our lives each and every day. As we have learned to be more generous, we have seen that we could live on less and still have more than we need. So thankful for you turning in today on giving, tuning in today on I Work For Him. So grateful that you have joined us. Make sure you check us out online, iworkforhim.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplaces are Mitch Field, but ultimately, ultimately I, I work, work For Him. him.